When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey! Bam, 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 bam. Hey fam, welcome to Hey Fam. It's a podcast about two mates and their love of unimportant bullshit. You're so close. So close. We still don't even know what it is yet. My name's Levins. My co-host, as always, is Angus Truscott. Yes. Hi. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yes. Here I am. Oh, thank God. Man. I was worried for a second. <laughs> I, I, I made it. Yeah. And uh, every week we talk about things we love, and these may include video games, movies, TV, and comic books. Mm. This week is all about TV, because for every episode of HeyFam that comes out in December, it's going to be a best of 2015 episode. It's a listicle of podcasts. Yeah. So eventually is we're going to get to uh, get to movies and video games and comic books, but this is all about television. And uh, we're sick of just, you know, going back and forth with each other because generally we like the same things. So we thought we would put together a crack panel of TV experts. That's all right. These guys watch up to 25 hours of television a week. That's a, that's a wild guess, but I reckon I'm probably close. Maybe. I don't know. We have assembled the Avengers of television appreciation. Yeah, and uh, every week for these best of episodes, we've, we've assembled some experts. And this week, our TV experts are... Um, they're all writers. Is is that that's a common thread? They all write in some way. We've got uh, Lee Tran Lam. Well, who, can we say mega fan? Oh yeah, she's also a mega fan. Number one commenter. Yeah, absolutely. On number hey one commenter on the channel. Hey Fan social page. Number um, one critic. Number one fan. If you want, if you want to challenge her, you should definitely head to facebook.com slash heyfanpodcast. Um, Lee Tran Lam is a newly appointed writer at uh, Fairfax's Good Food. But you might know her from her uh, blog and podcast, The Unbearable Lightness of Being Hungry. Welcome to Hey Fam. Thank you. I hope I'm not the. Is it Hawkeye of the Avengers in this team? Is that the Jeremy Renner? What are you saying about characters from comics in this podcast? Because <laughs> some of us have very dear relationships. With but some. does anyone like him? Is his name even Hawkeye? Did I get it right? Okay, you're Hawkeye. Hawkeye. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm such a Hawkeye. It's such a Hawkeye thing to say. True. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've also got Jonathan Valenzuela, a copywriter at uh, Soap Creative, ex copywriter. Oh, current. no, copywriter. Still copywriter. Still writing that copy. So, and, uh, when this comes out, you've lost your job. Yeah, oh, you've <laughs> lost a your, pink slip. <laughs> you've lost and your job when this episode comes out. Sorry, man. Oh, shit. Yeah. I took some scandal, uh, like scandalous photos of you on the way here. Sorry. And, uh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> John's also the writer of one of our favorite zines, The Tilted Page. Thank you. Uh, Matt Roden is here from Sydney Story Factory, which is an uh, amazing initiative that helps young people uh, learn how to write stories. You are a, a chief story magic maker. I believe that's, that's the your title business card. Of the, business you are card. Yeah. the Dumbledore of writing. Yeah, yeah, in Sydney. yeah. Oh, I can't wait till after I'm dead and people reveal that I was gay the whole time. <laughs> um, as well as writing, Matt also draws. You can find his artwork at uh, Matt 
dot something dot something else. Yeah, that's a Tumblr, and my my TV cred I think just comes from Junkie dot com. That's right. I write for some too. stuff. Easy. And finally, we have uh, Sophie Braham, who is a writer and producer at The Gruen Transfer and various other ABC TV shows over the last few years. A bona fide TV maker in the room. <laughs> With us, I and hope I am Hawkeye from the Avengers. Yes, correct. <laughs> cool, cool. Yeah, I'm totally across that. We like nailed it. Can, can I be? Can I be Hawkeye from Mash? <laughs> yeah, sweet. Well, you're just gonna just be really morose, just but comically no, just morose. Drunk okay, right. all the time. Uh, I'd be um, Hawkeye from Last of the Mohicans. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> I was gonna say if With there's Daniel anyone Day who's hitting that. Yeah, Hawkeye, it's you, baby. I'm Thanks. gonna be a hawk's eye. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And me, and just look at I'm this just mess angus. we've created. <laughs> uh, let's talk external work forms. Did you fill one out for this episode? <laughs> what ABC are you talking employee? about? Oh, okay. I don't work at the ABC. Also, oh. I should clear up that it's actually just called Gruen now. It's not called Gruen Transfer. Every time I hear someone say Transfer, I'm like, oh shit, sorry. It's like SEO. I can tell that you haven't watched it. Yeah, no, right, God. yeah. It's, <laughs> it's not. It's not on Netflix. I can't illegally download <laughs> it, fine. so I don't watch it. But no, it's good. It's good. It's good. To, it is. You just it was spoken SEO. It's like calling. Are the we recording? The Someone always project. asks that on a podcast. I feel like I'm going to be the person to <laughs> yeah, ask that. No, we're on. Cool. Um, so the way this is going to work is, uh, I told everybody to come in today with their favorite TV show of the year, and then one of their least favorite moments in television this year. And uh, within all of those like uh, announcements, we will be arguing amongst ourselves. It's going to um, be fun. I kind of thought I'd spice things up a bit. I'm oh, doing right. albums tonight. Just on my own <laughs> So you guys can talk TV The classic um, Hawkeye I was like Yeah you know what <laughs> I don't want to be that guy uh, And Fetty Wap Only released one So it's really quick <laughs> um, So who Anyone want to nominate themselves To go first To get this ball rolling What would first do? What would first do? Like Do they say the thing They liked the most Or well, like, they like, didn't like, like I want to know What your favourite te- television. What were our favourite Television shows of the year Let's get the ball rolling I think as hosts One of you should go first Okay Sure Okay, all right. <laughs> now, should we arm wrestle? Yeah, yeah, no, I'll do it. That's fine. I, we'll I want we'll edit it. out the arm wrestle. Levin's yeah, won. I did it. <laughs> it was <laughs> victorious. Uh, I'm um, limping now. <laughs> all right, well, let's, let's, let's get started with... Um, this is a show that I loved this year, but mm-hmm. it finished before Hey Fam started. Sure. So, it was a, a, a show that I unfortunately wasn't able to talk about how much I loved. Um, and uh, that was the second season of HBO's Silicon Valley, which was... A fantastic um, a show about a bunch of guys running a startup in Silicon Valley in the States. And uh, I loved it because it was a very, very pure comedy. Um, and a lot of my TV watching habits in the last year have been very classic Hawkeye. Because um, <laughs> I've been watching... Say no more. We, we know what <laughs> yeah. that means. We're done. Next. All right. So <laughs> uh, I just up everything. I've been watching so many um, like superhero television shows mm. and they're always so dramatic and the humor beats are either lame or completely non-existent. So to go from keeping up with these 24 long, hour, like hour long episodes, massive series that gets split up in the middle and then you get another 24 and that's still the same season. It's um, to go straight from that to like just a really classic half hour sitcom format, no holds barred, laugh fest, I thought was probably like the highlight of my of my watching this year and plus it actually had an amazing story mm. and the finale was one of the best half hours of television that i watched this year it was tough too because they had that classic case of a lead actor dying between seasons 
That's right. And they handled it so well. Uh, worked, they did what I thought was the best thing. You acknowledge it, but you also use it as a plot device. You don't go, oh, they've gone to Hawaii forever and use archival footage for like a teleconference or something. Yeah. Like, I thought that was really good. I was like, no, that's, that's classy. Congrats, Mike Judge. We should all film like teleconference style footage of ourselves in Hawaii, though. Yeah. You know those classic get cast on a TV You know those classic episodes when someone's dead and they're like, oh shit, they're calling us from Hawaii. That is a, that is a good thing, pace opportunity for someone. Like how different TV shows deal with people dying. It's yeah. probably been done, but it would Let's be good. do it again. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they sometimes do the Just replace. Just shoot me. Yep. Uh, the Who died? Just shoot me. No. David Spade. Uh, They're still using archival footage. He's been CGI I'm ever since. The other news radio. Yeah, no, the one you I'm made. News radio, with yeah. Judd Phil Nelson. Ha- Phil Hartman. Oh, Hartman, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know. All right, the West Wing. They didn't kill himself. West oh, Wing. Man. I know. That, that was like a genuine spoiler for me. I did not know that he had died, that actor, until he disappeared. Were you upset episode? when they brought in John Lovitz to replace him as well? <laughs> yes. Ooh. When I started watching. Yeah, no, man. You recommended... Uh, Silicon Valley to me and I binged that in like a, a week and it was one of the best experiences I ever had <laughs> that <laughs> month yeah. and, and your wedding <laughs> yeah and my second wedding come on are we all are we all fans of Silicon Valley here is this a unanimous I love, I love it as well. oh yeah. yeah I haven't made it through second season yet but what? first season was killer okay. first yeah. season was really good I think the finale of season one and the finale of season two are Two of the best ever episodes mm. ever like, done. Yeah. The drama that they create of, of like, out of like anything? the fire loading or whatever. Yeah. It's incredible. Or they picking can do... the right beer. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Or the hand of... jobs thing. Yeah, that, figuring that, out yes. the, the ratio. That hand jobs is the best riff I've seen in it's a amazing. TV comedy in so yeah. long. It's just stunning. Because like you watch tech shows and stuff, and and you know, you know, you see a show and it. You see, like, you know, this classic Simpsons episode where they're in the billy cart race. And, like, you get that. We don't ride billy carts, but you can tell who's winning because of there's a start and a finish. But if it's, like, a tech thing and someone has to make you care as much about reaching a finish line. Um, but they don't have, like, physical things like people racing. They have to use, like, jargon and stuff like that to try and sell it to. But, like, I was still on the edge of my seat. I was like, these guys are literally talking about a formula mm. they've written. But I don't know what they mean, but I know... I can I get the allegories and yeah, I yeah and it was all so fairly well. believable. Like, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, it and was the, so good. The beauty of it as well is it's the antithesis of the Big Bang Theory because it's not like it's funny because we're saying nerdy stuff. It's mm. like all oh, the nerdy stuff itself is actually hilarious. Like the jokes are built in rather than outsiders looking at the, the content and going eh, nerds. Yeah, like fantastic. they're the cool guys in the show, even yeah. though they're nerds. Uh, TJ Miller is just amazing. Oh yeah, he's so great. He's my biggest stumbling block on the show. Oh, really? I find a little bit of TJ goes a long, long way, and I um, I I, I would have loved it if you sang that. Instead of <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was me singing. All oh, right, <laughs> sorry if I was a little flat on some. That of That sounds notes. Up like the name of one of his stand-up albums. If he had one, I'm not sure. I, actually, does. one of the worst purchases I've ever made in my life is that I bought a TJ Miller stand-up album. Is that what it's called? It was, it a was TJ Miller. Like the stand-up one or the rap one? It was a rap one. The yeah. rap yeah. one's balls, but his like his the stand-up special he's done is actually pretty good. Okay, I'll he's got a rap album. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. I would say like fifty percent of rap. Sorry, of our, of comic comedians have have tried a, to making a rapper. Who have Donald Glover? <laughs> <laughs> He's still trying. Um, I think a lot of dramas could do with watching Silicon Valley and looking at how they plot. Like, because I think that's such a greatly plotted show. Mm. And if I try and binge a sitcom, you know, you watch three in a row and it has the same beats and it's you know there's no you real get that repercussions formula. and you're like, okay, I've got the formula. Once a week is the best way to do it. But that show, because it does have all these dramatic oh, continuity arcs is huge on that these, show. If you miss an stakes and and yeah, even though you don't, I, I don't understand what they're talking about. Mm. I'm still really invested in what they're they're achieving. Yeah, it's 
arc wise it's insane like you can watch one and kind of get it but like it, it's not like a sit down like uh two and a half men if you will uh i i it's not hilarious but uh yeah you need to watch it all. i thought it's hard fun. it's rare to find like live action comedies that do that now yeah like episodic structure so, yeah like it's not you know most sitcoms it's like they haven't learned anything by the end of it. Yeah, they've so, already set yeah. and they go back yeah. to their same old habits. Their new girlfriends are in the next episode. There's no reference to the last one. Mm-hmm. Or they wiggle in and out. Like the last few seasons of Parks and Rec, I felt were trying to do those like longer mm. structures and just didn't handle it. And maybe it's because you've got 22 episodes and I don't know. You know, I tapped out episodes. at the end of that show and I loved it at the start, but I couldn't watch it after season five. Yeah, it was the same. It was like yeah. the Friends thing for me. Everyone had hooked up. Um Everyone who hated hated one another had hooked up. It was just like yeah, too much wish fulfillment in that show. Everyone got what they wanted. Yeah, it was all fan service. And then yeah. there was still yeah. two more seasons left. Yeah, <laughs> I I like watch the final because I'm a sucker for any final. I watch any final of any show that I've never even persevered with the whole time. Yeah, but you're a human. What about the AFL? Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> did watch. I watched the rugby. I, that is like no shit. I watched that Cowboys final. It was like incredible. Did anybody yeah. else watch it? No. This year. I had to for work. Can you Silicon Valley it for me and explain it was what happened? Too much TJ Miller. No, it was like... <laughs> Not enough. It was like... An, it was actual like amazing large-scale large human drama. I had to watch it. Yeah, what made you work. watch it? Oh. Uh, it was a work thing. I had to... I watched like both football finals that weekend. Oh, wow. Um, and I was watching it to watch the ads for Gruen. So like no toilet breaks pretty much mm. for the eight-hour period. It was... Good for you. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but... The AFL was the most boring game in the world. Like, you could tell who was going to win the whole time. But the NRL Grand Final was fucking incredible. And they introduced the characters so well on the Channel 9 broadcast. Like, yeah. you understood the significance of the match for each of the teams. They told you about, about all the players. There was this one, and they, like, would tell you a really interesting detail about the players. Like, there was this one player who had gold teeth that were melted down from his parents' wedding rings. <laughs> That's so wow. hard. Yeah, That's I was amazing. like, that is they cool. He's my favourite player. huge wedding rings. <laughs> yeah. Or he has really little teeth. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's... Uh, he put a ring on yeah. it or something. It's, it's Tic Tac Jones. So you're putting this in your TV moments? Of the yeah, year? it was fucking incredible. And the that's final... Like, it was... It was... It was like... it. I mean, like, I'm such a novice to explain the exact thing that happened in the final, but it was one of those, like, genuine cliffhanger last five minutes. Like, if it all happened was a, after... a handjob analogy to go aside with. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Let's make one. Anyway, it was amazing. Is that so your was, best TV yeah, Was that your that you favorite No, no, show? no. I was just like a diversion and I was just like trying to prove what a easygoing gal I am. That no, it was amazing. All sorts it was of extremely things. impressive. Well, we also lost all of our Melbourne me. listeners when you bagged AFL, but that's okay. We can get them back by the end of the episode. We'll start doing... <laughs> we, yeah, we'll do yeah. a tram special or something. That's <laughs> all we go to when we speak about Melbourne. No, I think... I think I think it was like... I think people all agreed that the AFL final was really? anticlimactic. Yeah. Oh, because wow. Because it was like... The Saint Hawthorne won like their third... Matt, their sure. third fi- grand final in... Yeah. In a row. So. Yeah, wow. So Would you like me to keep just, talking about sport? Yes. I can. <laughs> let, let, let's bring this circle to a close. What was your worst moment in TV? In oh, we'll year? get to that later. I, oh, I want it to oh, just like a, ca- a cavalcade first. of shit. Oh, right, yeah, yeah right. that'd be great. Lee Chan, what were you going to add? I was going to ask, um, just to bring it back to the Silicon Valley finale, has your heart rate only just recovered? Because I remember watching it and going, holy shit, holy shit, oh my God, oh my God, like for 20 straight minutes. And I was texting my boyfriend at the same time. We were both like, fuck, oh my God, oh my God. I think we even like shared the screen grab of our... You did, I liked yeah, it. Yeah, our iPhone screens. And then finally something good happened. We are like, yay! And I was like, oh fuck, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, you always get like a, a victory overall, but then some under, under, complete undermining of, of, of the greater victory. Um, I just, I think... Silicon Valley works so well because the main character, Thomas 
Middle Ditch. Richard Hendricks is Richard the Hendrix, character's yeah. name. Such a good surname. It's like Lord of the Rings. Definitely. <laughs> He's fantastic. He's so good. Yeah. He is such an underrated actor because if you see him in real life, yes. he is so different. Yeah, someone like a king from or Richard something. Hendrix. I was like, yes. oh, you're so. It's like um. He's like goofball. It's like uh, Friday Night Lights fans who up. It was like seeing I'm here. Uh, um. <laughs> Saracen in real life, and you're like, oh, I saw Saracen in real life. There you go. When I was in LA, no way. Yeah, and he's like normal. He's not like stuttering. We landed. We went to. We met our friend. We went to a bar. We were like, we're ready for this celeb spotting. <laughs> Saracen walked Tinsel in. Tinseltown. Yeah, I was. I was just saying Tinseltown over and over again. <laughs> And then Saracen popped like up in front of me. It was they a spell. Yeah. Mera and uh, a cast member from FNL will show up. <laughs> anyway. Um, you know what? When he's at a bar by himself, he looks at his phone just like us. <laughs> he's one of us. He's Googling himself. Huge. <laughs> I was Googling him. He's swiping <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, he, but yeah, Thomas Middleditch is is such an incredible driving force. And you actually care about Richard Hendricks as a character. Like, whereas all the other ones, you know, they're definitely more more for comedic value mm. and you don't really care if, you know, they could get hit by a car the next and, and not show up any more episodes and you'd be like, oh, whatever. But that core, Which I guess... harsh because there's that guy who actually died. No, he didn't get bad cars. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> he had a heart attack. Didn't he die of cancer? He was cancer. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Did he die of a heart attack on he the show? He died of a heart attack in real life, but in, they changed oh, it in the show, didn't they? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. But did you know that I think all of the actors, except for, I think, Thomas Middleditch, Thomas Middleditch originally auditioned for the TJ Miller role? Oh, no really? way. Yeah. And because the showrunners liked... Um, Martin Starr and all the other guys so much. Kamel, so they good created too, yeah. the roles just for them. Cool, yeah, cool fact. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's crazy seeing Kamel. So Kamel, no, I always fuck his last name. Gianni, because um, I'm, I'm way more familiar with him as a podcast host than I am as an actor and comedian. But like, he's 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 so good in his role as well. And that fantastic, um, you know, playing off Martin Starr every mm. episode is such a great. And also, I mean, we're forgetting like pretty much every character in that is so great. Gerald and oh, I loved just, yeah, his this Julia. This guy fucks. <laughs> so great. Oh, his Julia Roberts references. Oh yeah. Who are we talking about? Russ Hunnaman. Uh... No, um, although rebillionizing is hilarious. Oh, um, amazing. Three Commas Club also yeah. hilarious. No, Jared and how Jared and Jared. Yeah, he has that line. Oh, was it bros before hoes? It's sexist, but it's about friendship, That's so right. it's okay. <laughs> Yeah, a great character. And like, Silicon I lo- Valley. Love the investor character, Russ Hunnaman. And, you know, don't, you can go the route, which a lot of shows do, and they kind of pretty much, it, they replace a, a dead actor with someone who's pretty much the identical character. Their arc will be the same. But I love the fact this guy was a prick, total opposite, womanizer, like this moron. And so, like, that wouldn't have happened, that character, more if, you know, if unfortunately uh, the death this, didn't occur. This is Chris Dianatopoulos? Yeah. Wouldn't, I might, wouldn't, might have left out a syllable. Wouldn't you say that the actual, the, the lady that replaced as, yeah, as the not, head of the company? Yeah, it doesn't have like as major impact, I think, as in charge of money. Like that, that, that I guess. Because she is great in her own way. She's so how, how she's really eccentric, but also completely differently eccentric. Yeah. But the, that character was amazing. Like that show already had kind of an alpha male, the TJ Miller role. And then for him to be like put in his place by this prick. and So like, great. And constantly trying to earn his respect, but always being ignored. And just great. the little things. Like when it's not even like a joke they hang on, but it, you pick it up, you hear him pulling up in his car with the amazing doors that go like this or like this and not like this but uh like when biscuits playing and it's like no one mentions it it's just and uh crazy town in another uh butterflies playing yeah. it's just like that is amazing like it's just they don't they don't like make you 
really, yeah, they don't, they don't, they don't slap you in the face with it. Yeah, finally or, a show with a good soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. Totally. <laughs> or the fact that they had his terrible billboards in real life. Yes, in California. Amazing. Yeah, to bring it back to your theme song, isn't his character based on the guy in Entourage, who is actually a real life person who had a terrible. God, was it a tequila or something? Is it Mark Cuban or? Yes, Mark yeah. Cuban, because he did the internet radio stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's like, I think he's like that and um, uh, Justin Timberlake's Sean Parker. <laughs> yeah. Right. Amazing. And also, we, we've left out uh, probably one of the, the funniest characters in the whole thing is the, uh, the head mm-hmm. of... Um, oh, yeah. Oh, Gavin. Oh, Gavin, yeah, 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 yeah. Gavin Belford. Brilliant. Belson. Belson. Yeah. We, Belson. I could spend an hour talking about it, but I shouldn't because I invited you guys to talk about other things. So, who is next to name their best show of the year? You guys need to just jump at this. Okay. Oh. I think Matt and I have the same TV show. Oh. So. How'd you know that? I don't know because we often have quite divergent uh, tastes. When I hosted a radio show, Lee Chan was our our number one kind of feedback person as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a perspective value that she's yours. No, not at all. Everyone's. I love it. It's great. True to the character. Uh, I knew going into this that there were others, and okay. you know, I'm full <laughs> if I act hurt about that. Yeah, <laughs> but Sorry I did create try and create ways where there are none. <laughs> no, conflict is great. Yeah, but yeah, but often we have very different tastes in so stuff. different. So, I would okay. say often everyone has okay, different tastes. Okay, say it at Lee the same Tran. time. Counting on three, <laughs> two, one. No, no, no. What are you going for? You, you go. uh, Master of None. Oh no! Really? <gasps> really? Because ah, all around, Matt actually asked. Matt Matt said to me, "Hey, can I come onto your to Hey Fam so I can talk about Master of None?" Which is why I got the idea to do this panel. So I I, I thought you would be I was talking bring about that, that up too later in the show. Oh, very Matt's cool. Matt's turned on it. I can tell he hates it. That's oh my god! With... We're going to mention it now and come back to it. I think this what with some total request and... live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't no, know no. what you're talking about. Uh, Carson Daly is my favorite. Yeah, no, I'm a Carson boy. Cool. Lee Tran, tell Go me about it. Master wow, of None. Wow, so now I'm curious what your show is, your favorite show is. Like Do you up. hate Master of None? Is I that why? We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Oh, wow. He's hooked us. Classic Holy radio shit. prank. Yeah. Okay. We're Coming t- up after the break. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to yeah. say. At break time. Give us a call if you hated Master of None. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, um, I mean, I've always liked Aziz Ansari um, on... Parks and Rec, but also I read his book, Modern Romance, in like literally one day. And I loved the show because there's not really been anything like it in pop culture. Like I feel like nothing has really conveyed what it's like to be the child of immigrant parents, um, especially that second episode where they have flashbacks of their parents. And then <laughs> Aziz has that... Um, joke about how his character Dev, um, the worst thing that ever happened to him is that he can't get like good Wi-Fi in his apartment and how that's such a first world problem. But then later that turns out to be a genuine first world problem for him. Anyway, I, I really related to how in the show his parents, who are played by his real life parents, had you know a really full on time coming to America, enduring a lot of racism. And one of the other characters on the show, Brian, who's Asian, from an Asian background, talks about how white, white people's parents are amazing. And I think when you're of an ethnic background, often you're like, God, I wish I had a white parent. <laughs> because because uh, maybe in the same way that white kids might be like, I wish I had ethnic parents because their food is so incredible. But because often if you're from an immigrant background, your parents are not very expressive 
at all about what they've been through. And the stuff that they've been through is like crazy shit. Like my dad was in a labor camp for six months. Whoa. Um, the first time he tried to escape Vietnam, like he got caught and was thrown in a labor camp for six, six months. And he told me how it was so crowded. You couldn't sleep properly because there's no room and you're just constantly hungry the entire time and now you complain about missing out on taylor swift tickets on facebook that's right that's right that's my version of like not having good wi-fi access well like okay my mom was uh on a boat in the middle of the ocean uh people were literally dying they had no idea what would happen to to them and this is probably the reason why she's religious and I'm not religious. And she said she prayed and then some pirates came and um, kind of towed them ashore and then like robbed everyone. And she had some... Classic pirates. Yeah, just... pirates living up to their pirates, uh, you know, approach. Uh, but she had some jewelry that they didn't find. But, you know, she didn't die. And I think I have never been in a situation where I've thought I'm literally going to die. Like I have no way out of this situation. And I think the fact is every immigrant child has parents with stories like that and they will never tell you that. Like they never tell you any of that stuff and you kind of really have to prod it out of them. And there's that second episode in Master of None that like perfectly conveys how you have to – there's so much your parents can tell you but it's so hard to communicate because language and culture makes it – so difficult yeah i thought the first episode of master general was pretty good and then that second episode i was just like i love this show so much yeah, yeah. i th- actually thought the um the was it brian his friend yeah i thought i actually i i, I liked the, his story with his parents a, a lot more i thought I, I i but i loved that that aziz's actual parents played played his parents in the show to great comical value as well and every time they returned throughout the season was a highlight but and very acting like skill <laughs> oh it's amazing it's so good though um uh, but what was crazy to me towards the end, I thought there were some of the most realistic couple arguments I've ever seen mm. on a screen before. You know um, why it's so realistic? Why is because, that? Because uh, Aziz would write a script and then he would say to the actor, actress playing Rachel, okay, this is like the rough outline, but uh, let's actually have an argument. I'm going to record it on my iPhone and we'll just go for it. And then he would listen back to what they said and completely rewrite his script from that. That's why it's so realistic. That is actually what a woman would say in that situation. That's why I love the show so much. And um, another part I really love is how there's a character, Rachel's grandmother. And when that part went out, the actress who played her rang up and said, who wrote this part? Because it's so realistic. And they're like, oh, a bunch of like dudes in their 30s wrote it. But it turned out they hold all these I think older Italian women who told them all these stories and they just kind of condensed it into this character and that's why she's so human and has so much dimension I was so worried watching that episode that she was going to die because it's such a such a sitcom old old person in a sitcom trope that like you know you have this like great experience and then they die and and they didn't do that spoiler alert the old lady doesn't die did wind up at a jazz club though so getting a bit close yeah she did (laughs) We had to hear her sing. Yeah. Um, I also loved all the food references. How funny were they? Yeah, and, and and he was in some actually pretty decent bars and restaurants when throughout the season. Yeah. yeah. When they did that Ask Me Anything, they did a list of all the places they ate at while they wrote the show, and it goes on forever. 
Litran, how um, much time would you say that the, the time you spend watching a show is equaled or greater than the amount of time you spend reading about it after you've seen it? <laughs> <laughs> so I like the biggest dork. If I like a show, I will read everything mm. about that show so like when game of thrones is on i refuse to read those stupid books but i will like read <laughs> yeah, everything right. books stupid stupid. Show. <laughs> it's just like people who read the books say they're dumb you know people say that things that take 80 pages in those george R. R. Martin books. reading about the show yeah <laughs> i love read reading the show. but that think piece about yeah. why the books are stupid yeah but they say something that takes 80 pages in the book which is so pointless takes like one second on the show. I just think life is too short to read really fat books that aren't very well written. <laughs> no, that's, I mean, that's, yeah, that, that's the same book reason. shaming. That's the same reason I read comics because I, I got burnt by about three books in a row that took me <laughs> a couple of weeks and then it would hit. I got, well, I'd, I'd, I'd read like the last chapter and then be like, oh, why the fuck did I read this piece of shit? And then whereas comic books, it's like, you know, it's going to suck after 24 pages. Yeah. yeah. And every time they print like excerpts from the books, George... <laughs> books in general are okay, guys. I'm not saying. Yeah. Oh, no, we're just books book stupid. bashing. I love books. I what love the. Like, like, some guys. Yes. Exactly. Uh, no, it's a visual gag. <laughs> yeah. I love the Aziz Ansari book. It's actually a really amazing book. But like, whenever they print excerpts from the George R. R. Martin books, when fans are like, oh, I'm so upset that this wasn't exactly like in the book, and you read it, and you're like, this writing is so terrible. Yeah, it's look at his so hat. Awful. He can't write. <laughs> can't even pick a cool hat. <laughs> I think one of the I best things like about him... Pick one middle initial cool. and stick with it. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> one of the best things about him is how terrible his website looks. <laughs> really? Have you seen it? It looks like it's from the 90s and made through GeoCities. That's amazing. Oh, wow. Master I take back none. what I said about the hat. <laughs> I take it all back. The hat is cool. So, Matt, do you want to uh, counter this now or later? Yeah, so my, my worst TV experience was sitting through how much love Master of None got. And I don't <laughs> think there was like one critical voice pointing out. I Look. I've had sh- some great text message conversations about it. There's been <laughs> yeah. lots of yeah. criticism in those. Oh, can I've you pass them on to me? I'll send you some screen grabs. To watch it and they're like, it's just too nice. It's, uh, okay. I absolutely appreciate that there's not enough kind of stories dealing with people immigrating and then second generation immigration stories. Well, you I... haven't seen the Wogboy 2 King of Mykonos, obviously, <laughs> because that uh, kind of, you watch that All Master of None. It's kind of like I'm saying thing. there's a gold standard. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> and then, you know, the rest King of, of Mykonos, baby. <laughs> the rest are falling yeah. in comparison. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I appreciate that it's trying to, it has an episode where it's trying to do things about the differences of um, experience for men and women and mm-hmm. and being a person of colour in almost any industry, but especially in like the media or acting industries, all that stuff is there and it's so good that it's there. And I'm so happy that a million newspaper articles and blog posts came out and we all had big discussions about those topics. And I think that show flat out has the kind of emotional sophistication of a 13-year-old. I think Aziz Ansari... But that is Aziz, though. I, yeah, I, I, I think I, he's emotionally autistic, like in a big way. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> How that, can you be emotionally autistic? Isn't autism when you don't express any emotions, in a way? Like, you know, Oh, okay. Well, maybe I'm, I'm being redundant. Stunted? And I, th- I think he's super stunted. And I just think that show carries through that. But, like, the, the relationship... Episode- 
arguments are not of a 13 year old. I think that morning's episode is the one good episode in that show. Is it which the is one the they morning's episode? together? That's one where they live it's together. Like the, that and was the best episode. And it just cuts, like cuts from like an hour of their life. Yeah. Like every over morning. Months, yeah. Over six months. It was amazing. The clock device was, was really good. Too really, real, really man. good. I, yeah, that made me really bummed that episode. <laughs> I mean, like it's still kind of like whittled down an argument as to like who puts clothes on the floor and who hangs them up. And mm. I'm like, maybe you could have tried to find something that's slightly more individual or specific than that. I thought that was a really general discussion. Yeah, I mean, a lot has. of it, I agree with you. Like a lot of the, a lot of the issues that he did touch on mm. were quite like, it was almost like, Oh, I read this on daily life this morning. Let's do an episode about it. It was I like just, that but, person who makes a really obvious Facebook post and gets 200 likes or something yeah. about like, I'd hate the way this is treated. You're like, you're saying the right thing, but I wouldn't it's, actually it's do like that. People that are like, I don't care who unfriends me, but I support gay marriage. Yeah. Yes. It was exactly <laughs> like that. It was the so Facebook was, icon change. Yeah. Of yeah. The year. <laughs> It was, you know, an episode being like, we should be nicer to the older people in our lives. And then, like, two episodes later, it's like, we should be nice to even the older older people in our lives. Yeah. And those episodes... Like, what, what is with that grandpa- grandparents episode beyond saying we should be nice to grandparents? I, mean, I, think- I didn't... Yeah, I didn't really look for a bigger meaning than it was just entertaining. But it was okay. almost like there was a wheel of... Um- Minorities and they spun it and they're like, which one are we going to do this episode? But I didn't, I didn't feel like I dug into any of those characters. I don't think that show has an interesting voice. I think it's beautifully shot. I could watch, I could watch. Although, why is it set in New York? Beautifully shot is the like boilerplate thing that you say about things that you don't like. Yeah, like it looked beautiful. It looked great. I really like personality. Yeah, I really liked all of Aziz's button-down shirts. I was like, this is is the best. I'm about to be autistic. I liked his apartment. (laughs) This is the best. Uh, <laughs> Weirdly, I knew that was coming. I, knew I had that to was remove coming. a beer uh, that has got some uh, condensation on it off my uh, new uh, Japanese Star Wars book. <laughs> it's mid podcast. I'm so sorry. Um, yeah, I think as a like a shirt catalog, which was interestingly <laughs> this shot, is so brutal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought it was great. Um, this is like this I is like why we Eric never Wehrheim, agree on anything. And I just I just watched it and was like, this show. Has nothing to say beyond really, really obvious. No, things. I to me, like, the continuum yeah. between like love and hate—it's so close or whatever. I've, because I agreed with Lee Tran when she was talking, and now I agree with Matt. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, this feels but like I'm a like, massive yeah. non-episode. <laughs> it's really good. I have no sense of self. Yeah. <laughs> Overall, though, to me, it felt like Louis, I'm going to sell you drugs by the end of this episode. <laughs> it yeah. felt like Louis Light. Yeah, like, it felt like the people who work at yes. Gap. Gap wow. were like, let's no, put I'm out a TV, let's put out a um a series which is kind of Louis Vuitton. I think I think it missed <laughs> yes. the point of yeah. the grandma. So Sorry, I think you missed the point of the Urban Outfitters version of Louis. What's the point of it? The point is that she had this interesting life, and we like no one in her life knew about it. Yeah. Who I'm sorry, but who here hasn't said to themselves, I should spend more time and talk to my grandparents about Actually, their lives? That... And if you haven't, and you learn it from this sitcom, he's a he's like... explaining to us. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> the, the point Lee Tran was making that reminded me Hashtag. of something really weird in that grandma episode. Is that Rachel was like, oh, I don't know anything about her life. I don't know, you know, I've never talked to her. I never did it. But then later on when she's disappeared, Rachel's like, I know where she's at. She's at her favourite jazz club. I'm like, how the fuck do you know she has a favourite jazz club? Wait, speaking of that episode. You don't know anything about her. I, was, I don't want to sound weird, when, but when, I always think Aziz was going to fuck her by the end of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> or is that just like me? No. I was like, that's, that's, fucks her. I'm like, that's bold. That's, <laughs> that's some epic fan well, if, it was, right if it was there. a Louis episode, he yes. would have fucked her. Yeah. I was like, man, <laughs> what would happen in my show? I guess I'd fuck her grandparents. He's clearly past her. Yeah. So the fact that he was like slurping down some papadell in that episode, I was like, yeah, he's going to get 
get excited. Yeah, yeah. I thought, yeah, the pasta was a, like a visual metaphor. Yeah, it, 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 I, I really enjoyed it, but like I hit, I hear you and I feel bad for enjoying it now. So thanks a lot. I for think coming. it's way better. <laughs> you heard me because I yelled into the that. microphone. I enjoy that argument as well, but I was like, I loved it. I was like, uh, I was in hospital when I watched it and um, with spinal problems and. I fucking loved it. Like for the two days that I watched it, I watched it all in a row. I was mm. like, this is so enjoyable. What a special you were show. Super yeah. up, Sophie. I was. <laughs> <laughs> but now, yeah, I'm like quite susceptible Sorry, to all negativity no... and I really enjoyed that. I I'll think read it's you a perfect my plane show. Pardon? Perfect plane show. Totally. Binge it on a plane. This is what my friend said about it that you'll you'll like the negative text. Let me find it. Oh, I can't find it anyway. He said uh, Master of None should be called Aziz learns about every topic and develops the right attitude towards each. <laughs> yeah, it's like a it's like golden <laughs> book series. It's so quickly adaptable but, into golden books. It'd be it was, great if you found out he was like a serial killer or something, like just for some edge, like but, next season. The thing like, is, oh, by the way, he was killing people in between every episode, and you're like, fuck, that's dark. But <laughs> makes so much sense. Yeah, I think, and he hides them in pasta sauces or something. I think that like that is a funny critique, and I really enjoyed it at the time. But like. There is an absence of other shows that do have the right attitude, right attitude towards a lot of topics. So mm. it did kind of stick out as like, finally, this is great. This is talking directly to us. I think that's like why it was so successful and enjoyable for so many people. Yeah, you don't, wouldn't see it on a network show either. No, like, yeah, not at all. Don't you think it's harder to write a funny show where you're not bitching about people? Like you're actually trying to convey something positive but not be cheesy i think that's like a, a really amazing balance that he pulled off and i think something that encapsulates that is in the episode about the parents where they have this moment where they bonded with their parents and wasn't it amazing and then they get texts from their parents go let's hang out and they're like no we don't want a relationship with that our parents funny. and i thought that really got it you know did yeah. you did anything from matt's argument convince you like i just want to know no I, this is why we <laughs> never agree on anything Matt. Right. That's amazing. All right, let's move on. It's also harder to nail grandparent fucking jokes, but, you know. <laughs> Who wants to uh, name their next one? Uh, I'll take it. Um, <laughs> Everyone's so apprehensive. Everyone's so fucking bad at this podcast. <laughs> There's 30 <laughs> minutes of silence after the question. Um, I'm going to be a dick. I've got three things I want to mention, but they'll be super quick. Say I'm all. pretty sure no one else, bar one, will be able to talk about it in the room. Say it all, Except baby. Except for the first one. Um... Uh, the Venture Brothers, all that and Gargantua too special from the beginning of the year. Anyone else in the room? Yeah, big Venture it? fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Special? It, I didn't. Oh, it's it's I, <laughs> I retract that statement. Yes. Fan out. Their scheduling has just like caused me to not understand what's going on. I just want a season so I can tune in regularly. Well, it's I mean that's the thing. It's been what two years since Long the last time. season, two and a half. But this like. It's bandied around a lot, and it always kind of annoys me when people throw it out, but I have to use it for this. That episode was a game changer. Like, it, everything in the show is now different. Did you Did change that game you've been designing based on the Venture Brothers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so annoying. I've lost so much previous work on it. But, eh. But, um, yeah, they, they, they took, like, this core cast... And then changed everything around it. Like, it's next season starts February, January? Yeah, like Jan? next year. Yeah, and it's just going to be... It's going to be amazing to watch because you're essentially going in clean. You're taking these characters to a new setting. Yeah. Um, After five seasons, it took a 90-minute special to completely change absolutely everything for all the characters. Yeah. And so now we go in, yeah, with the complete new status quo. Yeah, they're in New York. The The Council of 13 have changed completely. Like, it's going to be... It's like the opposite of Mad Men. They go to LA at the end, you know? It's like... <laughs> 
Yeah, wandering it up. Venture Brothers is one of the most like character and and plot dense shows mm. ever made, and and like for for uh, for a, like a you know a, a quick special to pretty much hit every single note that you were hoping that they were going to kind of try and wrap up or add to. Like, for a special to be able to do that, that was really special. Yeah. The only people missing was uh, the Conjecture Technology guys, which was a bit frustrating to be like, oh, where's See, Billy? I've watched every episode five times and I have no idea who you're talking about. <laughs> so I think that's fine. Billy, Billy Quizboy and uh, oh, Pete right. White. Oh, okay, Yeah, sure. they, they run Conjectural yeah, right. Technologies. Yep, 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 yep. Um I like the, uh, bit, the Hawkeye bit in the Venture Brothers special. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite bit. Um, just trying to fit in. Oh, it's just called Venture now. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you clearly don't watch it. It's just called, <laughs> it's just called Bros. Um, uh, Fucking callback, my callback. <laughs> the second one that I that I thought was an absolute highlight of the year was um, Wet Hot Summer, uh, yeah. Wet Hot American Summer, first day of camp. Like that was just. It was great to see it and see these characters that I loved in the film and all of a sudden get some background on them. But at the same time, they're all wildly older than they were. And, like, but poor, poor Rod, ridiculously oh, attractive. Oh, of course. There, there are a few that like didn't crack in the intervening 10 years, but I just... The fact that Michael Showalter looks like <laughs> trash now See, was so, so funny. I was really hoping for a joke in the last episode that explains like his instant weight loss for the movie, and I was kind of bummed that like, he was too precious about it. Do like, you reckon really he chunked it. up, especially because he's been like a trim man nah, the for last most few years? Of his... He chunked up. Right. Yeah, it's uh. that. That's just old age. Well, not old age, but age coming in. I would have liked a little an older man. Had tip like him taking on a crazy diet trend or like becoming an ice user. He doesn't care. He just he he pretty much like teaches comedy at at, at universities now. Yeah, that's like just like that's like an an invitation. Two shows coming up that he's producing. Uh, One with Alia Shawcat from um, Arrested Development, Mm -hmm. and another one. <laughs> I don't want to give away everything. You yeah, guys. Yeah, keep yourselves. By the end of the episode, we're going to say it. Um, yeah, I think um, that was particularly rewarding because I was so worried about it being shit. Mm. Because I, I still haven't watched all of. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. That fourth season of Arrested Development. And, and I... 
and I and I know apparently it gets really good, but I just I just I don't, don't think it does. I, I don't think it ever got really good. <laughs> I liked good. it. I liked it. Save it for our podcast four years ago, guys. All right. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, Wet Hot American Summer, the the first day of camp, whatever the fuck it was called, yeah. was absolutely like like no no. F- I shouldn't have had any fear because it was yeah. handled as well as the movie. Yeah. But I, I actually on that note, I watched um, the four new episodes of not called Mr. Show, but just called With Bob and David because mm-hmm. Mr. Show was probably my favorite show growing up. And uh, uh, the first episode, I've seen the first two episodes. The first episode is really, really great. It was like catching up with an old friend again. And then the second episode is like, I've told my wife to come and watch it with me because it's so great. And then it was just that classic, oh man, this is not yeah. as good as the first one. Was and she just stares at the screen with me going like, huh? Like, yeah, the, I shouldn't have put up with that old friend. My <laughs> old friend's an yeah. evangelist. Sorry. Was the second ep the one with the whole Prophet Muhammad joke? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. I was kind of like, oh, this is you know, because one of the part of the great thing about the the original series was it was kind of timeless. Like it was more mm. about the situations rather than like topical reference. Yeah. Whereas that was just like, oh, that was very much written in this time period where we're all a bit like. How do we deal with Islam and media and that kind of stuff? It's like, oh, all right, fine. Make that joke if you must. Yeah, and like they're like fifty and Yeah. Do you guys think with sketch comedy, I was I was trying this out with someone online to see whether it's stuck as a theory. Sketch comedy, you almost need to be like in your earlier part of your life and not have too much stuff going on and you're obsessively just absorbing culture or situations and it's just running around in your head and you and your friends have heaps of time to like sit in a room and riff it out and just be like, what's the deal with blah, 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 blah. And that turns into good sketch comedy. And then by the time you're 55 and you've got two kids and, you know, a mortgage and a separate business and everything else is going on, you can't produce as good as stuff. Because I was super disappointed with Bob and David. I thought that there's still some classic sketches in there. Okay. Yeah. Like I, I, I mean, like for that but, theory hit the ground with a yeah. big thud. You guys couldn't hear the thud. We, we no, cut I, that out. I, but. I kind of feel what you're saying. And it, it, was, it reminded me that... Um, there were four episodes. I wasn't aware of that when I was watching it. So it hit the fifth episode, which is like a 45-minute making of... Yeah, I'm not going to watch ...with that. Bob and David. But I'm sitting there thinking it's another app. So I'm like... <laughs> Where's the gag? I'm talking, talking to my girlfriend. Oh, by the way, hi, Joe. I was like, hey, 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 it's going to get funny. Any second now, I swear there's going to be a big gag. Like, it's they're just messing... Nope. It was just a very straight-faced making of documentary. But it shows them in the writer's room... And it's just these old men kind of joylessly going over like, this is what the sketch is going to do. This is what's funny about it. And someone will be like, oh, but we can make this, we can do this improvement that makes it this way. Oh, yeah, that's pretty funny as well. Just like, it's so weird going, they're making jokes, but there's no joy in this room whatsoever. They're just like, oh, okay, it's our job. We've got to grind this comedy out, blah, blah, blah. So I think there is there is something right in that, like, like what you were saying. Like, it's very much... It's- it's a comedy sweat factory. X, X, yeah, pretty Beautiful. well. They were definitely sweaty. Third thing is really new. Uh, it's more a recommendation that people watch it because it's still being released now, but it's a new cartoon called Moonbeam City. Uh, it was made by Scott uh, Gardner. Gardner, yeah, he's the best. He's the guy. He did Sex Offender Shuffle. and Yeah, um, some really good YouTube videos that I've watched way too many times. Juggler News. Uh, yeah. It's got Rob Lowe as the main character. Um, Will Forte, Elizabeth Banks, Kate Mara is oh, in wow. it. Uh, it's basically about like a bunch of police in Moonbeam City. It's got this awesome eighties th- aesthetic with a bit it's like of a Miami Vice riff, right? Uh, it's sort of. It's like if like it's got if... a hot pink font. Yeah, yeah. It's very, it's very. What's his name? Nag- Patrick Nagel, I think the guy that from the eighties that did those prints of like 
really kind of high class, fancy looking women. It's got that kind of aesthetic to it. Ooh, la, la. But it's just it's ri- it's ridiculous and it's funny. Like it's yeah, probably one of the funniest things I've watched this year. So heavy, heavy, heavy recommend from me. Okay, I'll get into it. Do it, and <laughs> well, everyone else. Get a gun to his head. Yeah. Then? A heavy gun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who's up? All right, I'll take it because we're you guys we're don't know this, but we're going around in a circle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. um, look, let's do like a quick forty-five minute making of documentary about how we're not even picking out who goes next. We're just going around in a circle, <laughs> joylessly. joylessly. <laughs> <laughs> you forgot the keyword. Just a bunch of old people churning out that sausage. Um, oh, I wanted to talk about uh, the Nick, which oh, I yeah. super Clive like. Owen, right? Clive Owen stars, although in this second season that's currently showing, uh, it becomes much more an ensemble. In the same way that maybe Orange is the New Black when it was released, people talked about how the main character of Piper was kind of this like Trojan horse to get you in and caring about all these other women in the jail. I feel like this show got sold on the back of international movie star Clive Owen, but actually they're much more interested in everyone else's stories going on. So it's set in the Knickerbocker Hospital in New York in the early 1900s. Steven Soderbergh directs all of it. He does that does Barry... Every app. Sorry? Does he do every app? Every Shit. app. I thought it was one of those, you know, one-time episode, baby. Now, now you're an EP. No. so McG he, style. He, OC uh, season one. It's so different from McG's um, take on <laughs> the OC. <laughs> McG model. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, I, I see what you're saying, but yeah. it is really different to what McG might do with this topic. That's insane. Yeah. Um, still worth your time. Yeah, no chino. So, he shoots all of it himself as well and edits it because he's a nut. Um, and he does that Barry Lyndon thing where he uses natural lighting. Oh, God. So, they it's must hate that. super dark, but he has cool cameras. Yeah, I don't know. I've always made like the magic hour thing. Like, we're only shooting for one hour a day. And so, it's going to take 300 days to film a movie. Yeah, it's shot in real time. You're yeah. just tuning in each week to watch <laughs> one hour-ish of magic. It's 24, magic man. <laughs> um, but it stopped being more about Clive Owen and being about these other characters. And it's a lot of... Um, I think there's a lot of good stuff in there about what women have to deal with in the workplace, even though the workplace is radically different to what we have now. The issues are really similar. There's a lot of racial issues. There's a lot of the excitement that comes with new technologies because this is a time in history when stuff was just rapidly changing and that's really reflective of what things are right now. So they're doctors? Yeah, they're doctors. So it's a time when surgery was just blossoming. So things like x-rays were first invented. Mm. Heaps of surgical procedures were happening. The subway is currently being built in New York and... Yeah, and it, it looks cool. It's really the performances are amazing. It's shot great. The writing sometimes dips a little bit, but I I'm super into it. Lee Tran, did you hate this piece yeah. of shit? Because <laughs> yeah. from that last bit there about women race, I'm like, hang on, it sounds like, exactly of none. like Master of None. The main character like, is also none. New York. Yeah. <laughs> Do you just dig it more? Can New York finally get an Oscar race. this year? Yeah. I mean, he's been trying for years. Totally. Hey, is she? Oh, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> typical Leo, baby. <laughs> I just Leo's going to win it as New York. That's how he's going to get it. It explores all those issues, but doesn't... Like, there's not an episode which is called the racism episode. <laughs> but um, all the episodes are the racism episodes. Is Clive Owen's second generation British in this? Is he dealing with that he's, in his own he's particular dealing way? dealing with it in a big way. Yeah. Uh, no, and then last episode, they, um, they did surgery to separate um, Siamese, which is probably not the right way to talk about it like conjoined twins for the time that is the right way to talk about it okay yeah i haven't updated my well aziz didn't do an episode about it yeah so no, i was supposed to know what to, to say any anyway it. i think it's really good and my other my other um pip was for catastrophe which is um like a brit american co-production with rob delaney 
who's everyone's favorite giant handsome bearded man on Twitter, and Sharon Hogan, who's just like the funniest, Does most he write delightful. It as well? Yeah, they co-write it. Sure. They play a couple who just got together, and she gets pregnant. So he's on a business trip. Um, they get pregnant. They decide to stick it out, and it's like how intense a new relationship would be if you were, had a baby on the way. I love Sharon. I love catastrophe as well. Also on. My list, I love it so much. Isn't it amazing? It's perfect. Yeah, it's it, it is perfect. <laughs> I, I, really I watch it, it with my partner, and we have to pause it continually, and then have like a long talk about our relationship <laughs> in, a, in a really positive way. Yeah, I think it's like the most realistic portrayal of a guy ever on television. In a way, like it's amazing. Yeah, it's such a good show. I love it. He's kind of like a dick. Kind of. Does he have a beard? I love him. The real men have beards. He doesn't. He has one in real life. Doesn't on the show. That's acting. Matt, Matt, I'm Robin Williams. I, uh, I I have a lot of trouble watching heaps of television because I watch most of the shows I watch with my wife, so we both have to be free enough to watch episodes. But I was speaking to your partner Steph recently, and um, she mentioned that occasionally you will watch ahead and then pretend you haven't and you watch it again with her. <laughs> that happened once. I think she likes. Wait, um, were you caught out or did you admit it? I admitted it. Okay, oh, that, that, that's that's a that's man. a big move. Oh, I did like a really obvious gasp, like um, Macaulay oh, yeah, Culkin okay. hands on the side of my face. And she's sure. like, that's something as easy would do. It's ridiculous. Um, what was the show? I'm I alone. can't even remember. <laughs> was I was like, he's been left alone? And she was Kevin. like, how did you know he was going to do that face <laughs> later on? Hope he's not great at setting up trap. Oh, look. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't remember what the show was. Uh, I'm not going to do like a bunch of riff humor on my partner, but... But yeah, that happened oh. once, and I haven't done it since. The Good end. Thank you, man. Thanks, thanks, dude. I've stayed <laughs> strong from your mistakes. Yeah. The other great thing about catastrophe, I reckon, is that because the lead one lead is British and one lead is American, like it's this perfect hybrid of British and American sensibilities. So it's kind of the perfect show for Australians because <laughs> yeah, like American shows are kind of us, but then sometimes they're about something that you know doesn't necessarily speak to us. I like think that's why. Yeah, totally. It's just head. so spot on. Yeah. So if you mentioned that Catastrophe was in your list. Yeah, I liked... Oh, we're skipping over Angus. We're going to skip yeah. Angus. I, I, I did albums. I like... Yeah, yeah. albums. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like Catastrophe. I was going to say I um, loved the season final of Mad Men, even though I understand apparently like with people people who have more critical brains than me said that it was shit, but I loved did it. it. I was yeah, officially... I fucking loved it. I was paid to be a critic about it oh, and no I loved it too. Oh, okay. There I we go. Was, I thought it was generally praised. That was my takeaway. Uh, yeah. I, was it there was, some people think that it like completely jumped the shark after season three or whatever, but I just liked it more and people more. don't no, understand things No, no, well they do enough. understand things. I'm like... I'm pretty sure that this person who that is no, definitely the person who anyway whatever Got I love who's this person no 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 yeah. John I bashed them off <laughs> <laughs> um, I loved this I loved the final Mad Men so much that was probably yeah. my favorite thing that I watched that this my, year the, that final season and I loved the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt oh um, yeah so amen. good so good I couldn't so, watch it I tried you like it? I, yeah, yeah I tried I think the first two episodes are pretty quirky and wacky, but once you get over them, it's just solid joke after solid joke. So I found joke. it the opposite. I found it like not wacky or quirky. Really? It's not like huh. 1990s. But then everyone's like, it gets good. And I'm like, I should watch it. Yeah. At the end of the run when they kind of have the trial and Ham shows up. That's such a spoiler, dude. It's Which... been out for like a really long time. I haven't seen it. You guys he don't could, even agree over he the could spoiler. mean the sandwich meat. You guys are like the David and Margaret of this podcast. <laughs> yes. It's compelling. But um, yeah, I it's love... true. I think we should all leave and you two should yeah. do the rest of the episode. No, I thought... I just like 
jokes. I like shows with jokes. So that's why I like <laughs> that show. I'm like, that's fucking funny. That line. Hot take. What a great line. Um, <laughs> and I like The Killing Season on ABC. On did you guys watch The Killing that was Season? So brutal to it watch. It was so good. Oh, no, yeah. I did watch it. Yeah, yeah. That was fucking great. That was like actually my favorite thing I watched this year probably. <laughs> that was like the best high school debating ever. Like, that's what it reminded <laughs> well, me of. Kevin Wright like- is such a fucking psycho that he's like a fascinating, dramatic character. So I just was like so happy to watch him again. Um, and I liked uh, NRL Grand Final. Who was your favorite character in that? Was it the teeth guy? Yeah, it was him. Oh no, Tic Tac, old tiny teeth, Tic Tac Jones. Yeah, um, and that's all. I I liked Unreal. I know we both liked yes. that. That was good, but yes. I forgot about it already. It was pretty disposable. Yeah, it's What's trashy in the best way. Yeah, it's this uh, show on Lifetime in America about the behind the scenes of a Bachelor type show. Oh, I liked The Bachelor as well. Yeah. But um, oh, I, I've heard about Unreal. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I thought you were going to say, oh, I've heard about The Bachelor. Actually, <laughs> tell me more of this. So there's all these roses. They all need to find a home. House? Yeah. It's based work? on a Paul Jennings book, right? Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> um, anyway, did I explain Unreal enough? So sure. the behind the scenes, yeah. but yeah. also satire yeah. of The Bachelor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was a really, I thought it was really interesting to watch because it kind of played with all the stuff that The Bachelor does. So it had these big dramatic kind of moments and turns. So you were kind of sucked in at the same time as it was commenting on it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But That's sh- why it's so juicy. Yeah. Shiri Appleby, the lead, just like killed it. She was really great. She was great. amazing. Yeah. I, I love that it was a show about two women who are really good at their jobs. Yeah. Like almost disgustingly good at their jobs that's very true it was about that good summary <laughs> i was hoping someone would jokes? mention were there jokes you guys amazing. agree Ang- on angus that? Is st- we're still got angus to go he's not he's, he's yeah. not really just going to put up fetty wap no i'm not <laughs> sick album it's gotta yeah, be, yeah no, i don't have anything else to say it's got to be ballers right no well oh. so look I, I there's some shout outs here this is like an oscar acceptance i'm gonna i <laughs> I don't really watch anything but comedies, um, so I, I don't want to paint them all with the same stroke, but the 22 to 28 minute programs, I'm going to lump them all together here. Um, I thought, thought season four of Veep was, was brilliant. Uh, yeah. Inuchi's final season as well, so it was kind of a bit uh, bit bittersweet, but also I think the series is going to be in good hands and might get some rejuvenation or something. I'm not sure. It ended on an amazing note. Who's running it in the show? Um, so- you know what? I should have... No, yeah, so, no it's... Um, Producers from Seinfeld and Curb Enthusiasm, I forget, but they're not uh, attached to the show at the moment, but they're coming on a showrunner. And I'm like, nah, that makes so much sense. Boring endorsement. Um, Amanda Unichi's McTaggart lecture this year in Scotland. He gave like a two-hour lecture on the state of television and it's fucking interesting. And he talks all about the BBC, which is completely analogous to the ABC in Australia. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Does he shout out? And he talks about Veep as well, like oh, wow. what it was like to run that a bit as well. It's really um, good. I thought Nathan Few is still amazing and it just shocks me that people don't know who he is because people keep, you know, being foiled by him. But uh, there was a particular episode that I, I, I the movement, I, did anyone here watch Nathan Few? I'm, I'm two seasons it. behind. Hate you hate it? This is great. We can have a, we can be mm. these guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can be the these guys. Yours? We can be the Matt and Lee train of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just think that it's really mean and I... Like, I don't have... Uh, I'm too anxious to watch it and enjoy yeah. it. Have you read... You would love this um, article. Uh, there's an AV club, Jono, and he has a podcast where he and his mother would speak about a show they've watched. Um, he, Mom on Pop. Yep. Mom on Pop. There you go. Classic AV club title. Classic. Uh, and she found him very mean and all this stuff. And then when AV club... When he was doing press for this new season... Uh, it, 
uh, he's like, no, I don't want to do an interview. I want your mum to interview me. And he's like, so why don't you like, and he's like, it's a character. And like, she's like, yeah, but you're just mean. Like, Funniest Home Video is good. And he's like, no, that's as mean as what I like. I also really think amazing. Funniest Home Videos is mean. It's, a, it's such an amazing conversation. Like, it's the only time she's like picked out stuff I haven't. She's like, I know she had a wedding ring in one shot. What happened? He's like, oh, I was actually divorced uh, during the last two C. And it's wow. like, he gets really deep. And by the end of it, they arrange to like have breakfast next week. Like, they love each other. She's like, oh, you're not mean at all. It's a character. He's like, yeah, it's a, it's, it's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. But it's, he um, convinces her to wear like a Nazi outfit and eat a poop when they go for breakfast. Yes, though. Yes, it was all in character. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's I, a yeah. long con. Uh, the movement was great. It was uh, a fake craze for a... Um, for a, for a crash diet program, which was incredible, and to the, to the point where like there was a book you could purchase on Amazon the last few months, like way before the episode aired, that people were leaving like positive reviews on and stuff. It was just about um, basically like being a removalist, like carrying stuff for other people. Uh, yeah, so well done. Um, and I thought Broad City season two was killer dealer. Um, that's just like strength to strength. You know what I'm talking. That's about? what everybody said. It's it <laughs> killer dealer. It was a big year for second seasons. I found. Yeah, like yeah. There were just some great Rick and Morty second season was amazing. Yeah, that was the great. That was the best. Well, some people didn't, you know, didn't love all second seasons, but we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for this show in our first eight episodes. <laughs> that's right. I thought true. this the show I spent so much time on talking about, watching, and reading. Doing a Lee Tran Lamb on was True Detective season two, and at the end when I was like, "What shows did I watch this year?" and I had to Google like, "That's how retarded I am," um, but that still stuck with me because I was like, "Man, we spoke so much about it." Um, it was like the most enjoyable experience for me because it was like week to week, not just the show, but chatting about it and debating and like it was the uh, you know it's a dumb cop show and that's that's all it is. But I just loved the conversations that came with it and the, the dumb theories and I love that stuff. It was like and now no one talks about it. And then, you know, when season three comes, the same thing will happen and then no one will talk about it for a year. It's like, I love that cycle. I don't know. That was for me. It's your sport. Enjoyable. Yeah, it was a sport. Mm. It was a sport. I mean, it was, you know, flawed as hell. It was ridiculous. But something about it, I just dug. And I think that's, that's yeah, okay. I, I was right with you on, all the way until that last episode. Then I, then I pretty much doubted myself. And I haven't felt that way until Matt Roden scolded me for like a master of none. You're right about ago. Master of None. Don't let him doubt you. <laughs> well, um, I guess I must be also right about True Detective Season 2. Because <laughs> um, you loved that, right, Lee Tran? No, yeah. <laughs> I think the best burn of uh, True Detective Season 2 is when Quentin Tarantino was like, ugh, three good-looking people pretending to have the weight of the world on their shoulders. I mean, but it's a, fuck, all shows have that. That's not, <laughs> like, that's not just True Detective. Yeah, that's true. Um, I thought you were going to mention Mr. Robot, by the way. Yeah, Mr. Robot. No, I was, yeah, I, thanks. I did watch that also. Um, I freaking loved that show. I loved it, but I was Couldn't, not happy with the finale. I'm, I, I mean, I'm not. I'm, I'm maybe five episodes into Mr. Robot, and I'm, I cannot get myself psyched up to watch it. Are the you rest just like one episode away from like a freaking amazing it's a, episode? It's a 10 episode long series. You what? really liked episodes one to three, but you didn't like episode four because of that weird drug trip. Yeah, but then also the characters suck, and I just I was hoping for there to be like some big pullback Fight Club style. Oh, man, just keep. Oh watching. my god, there's some big reveals ahead just of you. Do it already. <laughs> like when they happen, you're like, holy shit! I've just yeah. There, there's a reveal that was bigger than the, the reveal for me personally, and I was like, that's fucked. I actually did not. So, yeah, I yeah. think I know exactly. Is yeah. the reveal right. that he's a robot? Yeah, miss, he's Mr. Robot. <laughs> <laughs> cool. He's a butler. He finds. <laughs> Uh, you find out a, when he does the a um, Mrs. Robot. <laughs> <laughs> I think with the exception of the finale, which is, I think, deliberately meant to 
have that really open Deliberately ending. meant to make Angus hate it. Uh, <laughs> I just found like it was 40 minutes of him being told what happened and reacting to and for him meeting different people and saying what happened and then yeah. them all telling him the same thing. And but, I was like, I'm kind of get it. Yeah, like, but except for that, I feel like the ending of the last, I don't know, five or so episodes were all like, Fuck. Should have ended I at nine to. for me, yeah. yeah I was I, really happy like, with that. Ep- episode nine is like, holy shit. Mm. But, All right, I'll watch it. <laughs> All uh, right. The last episode has that incredible scene with Elliot, the main character, and the wife of Tyrell. I oh, yeah. That's totally an insane fl- scene. That's one it's of the- an insane scene. And all it is is a young man talking to a woman, Just holding a baby. Just two shots back and forth. And it's kind of like... It's- Fucking menacing. Yeah, it's an incredible scene. Yeah. Like, kudos to her. Like, she was kind of, you know, evil puppeteer for a lot of it. And that it was really good to see her, like, just have this, like, staring, no blinking. Like, it was, it was tense as fuck. Yeah, yeah but nothing so they say is scary in itself. It's just the way the whole thing yeah. plays. Yeah, no, that was amazing. Like, oh, clutching your hand. That was the other uh, good looking show, I thought, as well, as uh, Master of None. Like, it was, it was beautiful to look at. It was just ridiculously. It, it, it showed us a side of New York that we only saw 20 hundred other times <laughs> yeah. this year. Oh, it also has the second best use of disintegration by The Cure sure. in pop culture this year. What's Ant-Man. Oh, yeah, Ant-Man, of course. That was a great bit. Um, how come there are so many shows set in New York? Small aside, answer me very quickly because it's probably really... It's a tax thing, you know, and it ends and it's like we well, love New York and they get a tax break. A lot of them are set there not filmed there. A lot of them were like filmed in Vancouver or something. Yeah, but something. both those shows, Mr. Robot and Master of None, were specifically specifically shot there. Isn't it because it's, it's like a... scene that never sleeps, you guys? <laughs> Not a yeah. pillow in sight. Like you cannot sleep. <laughs> Isn't it because you have to sell a TV show to a lot of people, and New York has a huge cultural cachet shorthand? You go, it's set in New York, and people go, "All right, so I know there's Wall Street, and there's this yeah, funky sure. Brooklyn. I've got." the Statue of Liberty in the back, like you've done all that shorthand. Whereas if you go, it's set in Pittsburgh and people are like, I don't know anything about Pittsburgh. I live in Finland. Do you disagree sure. with that, Lee Tran? <laughs> <laughs> Pittsburgh's <laughs> a wonderful city. <laughs> but is it, doesn't yeah. Aziz live in LA? Like isn't LA also a really easy to I think grasp? he moved to New York actually. Oh, right. Okay, sure. For this show. If you yeah. want to walk around, for it's a good shows. city for a TV show. If, you, if you're in LA, it's too hard to walk. Every scene ends with someone getting into a car. Yeah, but what if what if Turtle was in yeah. Master of None? You would love it then. <laughs> I don't think Actually Cobra Enthusiasm is one of the only LA shows I can think of where they get away with a lot of walking because it's just like they've parked a car and then like a walking because mostly the show is altercations with like staff members. So it's like it's like the before the altercation. I'm like, yeah, you do get walking scenes in there. You are from New York, Larry David. <laughs> um, all right. Well, so we've talked about what we've loved. Some of us managed to turn that into what we hated. That's when he's but, uh, Should we? Uh, <laughs> some real grinchy motherfuckers. Um, should we talk about some things that we hated in TV this year? Which will end on a low note. <laughs> uh, I got one, yep. and it kind of for me it illustrates. It's it's weird because it was like two two comedians pulled a sort of master of none this year. You had Aziz doing master of none. But then you had John Mulaney doing Mulaney. Oh. Did anybody watch that? I Man. Holy shit. I have not seen a show's um, episode count drop. Like, un- like less- I think it was started at 24, but after the first episode, it was down to 18. Then I think they just stopped at 8. It was like getting cut like crazy as I- the show was going on. It was I'll, nuts. I'll, I'll admit I made it through one episode, and that was grueling. Same. <laughs> that was yeah. gritting my teeth so hard that I'm going to have a dentist bill. 
But it was just like he did. The, he did the is that, same. Is that one of the jokes that Melania used in that show? Yeah, probably. That's, <laughs> that is the level of quality to expect. No, that's is that better for twenty-two than what, minutes, man. No, that is better. That's better than what you'd find on Melania. It's just I find It'd it be interesting a laugh track that also. yeah. If you saw Aziz's last special, it was the live in Madison Square Garden. Like a lot of also the stuff, set in New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're, you could almost it's say theme with New Aziz, York was it? the other comedian on stage <laughs> with him. Um, or Aziz open for New York. <laughs> so much of my like he covered a lot of the stuff he covered in Master of None in that special, and he took he took what he talked about in the special, brought it to Master of None, and then exploded it out yeah. and made it like the whole oh, parents thing and the texting look, thing. Yeah, let's yeah. look a little bit more deeply. Let's look at more angles to it. Whereas Mulaney went, where, yeah. Whereas Mulaney went, oh, I tell a funny story on stage. I'll get my character in the TV show to tell that funny story. People will love it, and it's just so unbelievable. Now, what's horrible? Interesting. No. Apparently, you know, the first episode deals with the blacking out thing. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Which is a big joke from his two stand-ups ago with why he doesn't drink, and it's pretty harrowing and gets dark, but he manages to never make you go, oh, I'm going to give up. Like, he's, it, the punchline is him. And Thank so, God he doesn't get any of us to say, oh, I'm going to give up drinking. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? No, <laughs> I'm going to give up getting blackout drunk. I, I was reading an interview with him, and the original script was he'd actually, I think he woke up with someone's cat, and he, had, he was already, he was an alcoholic in the show. Oh, right. And he was blacking out in the series, and it was him like, oh, fuck, I've got a cat now. How did I take that? And him dealing with that and trying to find the owner. But uh, the network who picked it up, it was it... It swapped um, networks halfway through, like it was picked up by someone and then it got cancelled. Yes. So who knows if that chain? And that was like, no, from you're NBC not an alcoholic. Yeah. yeah, yeah it went to, and they're like, no, you're not an alcoholic. And he's like, oh, we've got to rewrite everything. Yeah. So we kind of had this like original kind of dark intent. Um, Which perhaps. probably would have been more interesting. Uh, yeah. It just, I, I think it just reminded me of a show. It was like, you know, home improvement was more cutting edge. I it, think. Was, it was a. Uh, <gasps> <it was laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Dun, 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 dun. It was someone going, let's make a really <laughs> shitty 2015 version of Seinfeld. Mm. Like, strip everything good out of Seinfeld. I don't think anyone make... starts with that intention. I think that probably oh, somebody started with there. a good intention and it got lost along the way. Yeah. Um, was oh, I don't think someone was a... like, let's make something shit. <laughs> it looks there like were... he's looking back on it like that too. Like, he was making, you know, as much fun as he could without probably never getting a job again at, with Fox uh, on one of the recent Comedy Bang Bangs, which I thought was like, I was like, oh, that's did good. you um? Because he put a he put a special out mm. on mm-hmm. Netflix, Comeback Kid. Yeah, it's pretty damn good, I thought. Really yeah. good. Pretty. Uh, he's such a good comedian. Great it's really good comedy. Yeah, it's a really good. Uh, it was yeah. just. I think it was just so weird to go like, because obviously, I mean, the, and the parallel works for you know Aziz and Mulaney as well. They're both very successful at their craft. Mm. Both you know. Long-term TV projects. I mean, Mulaney invented one of the best, or among the best um, modern SNL characters in Stefan. Yep. Him and uh, Bill Hader. Uh, you know, uh, Aziz had Parks and Rec, Aziz had Human Giant, all that kind of stuff. But it's just so weird looking at their two shows and going, you started from the same place yeah. and you wound up in started just the... Started from the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> one of you is still you're there. Said, no, Aziz, you're here. John albums. Mulaney, get out. <laughs> that is like, Sorry, he's not, he's not here, Matt. He's not here. I apologise. I looked... Massively confused because you pointed so randomly in the room. I'm just sweeping arm gestures, dynamic. Wait, did Crawl um, Show season three end this year? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I was such a Kroll- fan of that show. Yeah, but how do I forget that? That was one of those ones that was way yeah. early in the year. Yeah, that was like, and man, the fact Mulaney and Kroll are doing Oh Hello oh. Live like next week in New York for like oh, off off Broadway, I'm like, it's one of those things where I'm like, oh, I'm gonna, I want to buy a ticket and go to that. I and love then you don't. I love how dark Oh Hello got in the final season of um. Of Kroll Show. Oh, it was... Like, yeah. just pushing him into the elevator shaft and all that other weird, like... It was ridiculous. Incredible. 
Um, we didn't really talk about any of the uh, cartoon, sorry, the comic book based shows, but I watched that was like fifty oh, yeah. percent of what I watched. Yeah, I, I would say that one of the worst moments in television this year for me was the last episode of Daredevil on on Netflix. I didn't make it to the end. Yeah, um, you went into it. See, oh, it got so good. Um, and uh, and then like it was really really building up, and then they just started killing killing very important characters. Um, I guess, you know, for shock value. And then the, the, the finale, when he finally puts the Daredevil suit on, was just, like, ridiculous and just felt like a real departure from the tone where, you, you know, where you'd where you really been building the Kingpin up as, you know, Wilson Fisk up as a really amazing, complex villain. He was just suddenly just like a big... Grar! Don't do what I said not to do! Ah! Still kind of actually a good villain, which for me... That was a clip from Marvel the show, never right? done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pardon? We rolled no. a clip just then. Um, <laughs> can we... <laughs> yeah, like keep going on Daredevil, but uh, what's his name? David Tennant on Jessica Jones was a pretty good villain. Have you watched? Only a few apps in. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't finished it yet. Is it? Is it? Is it good? Oh, I think it's about as good as like Angel, the Buffy spinoff. Yeah, I think it deals really well with the topic matter, which is about a person kind of having, you know, PTSD Abuse, yeah. or dealing with an abusive relationship. That's the metaphor because she's been mind controlled, and the character says in the show, "I, you raped me," like which is strong and difficult and the show does all that stuff really, really well. And then it has a lot of thudding lines and kind of average filming and yeah. So I think yeah. the intent's there. The topic is dealt with great. It's just, as pro- I'm just probably not the audience for it. Yeah. I'm keeping this. <laughs> <laughs> Have you read the comics that they're based on? Yes. Oh, cool. Awesome. Um, did you like those? I did. Um, yeah. yeah I would say, I, I'm I, pretty... I, I, I love those comics too, but I hate the last the last issue of that comic as well. Right, I'm yeah, a pretty yeah. harsh comic judge. Um, I don't put up with a lot of silly billy dialogue that goes on in them. Mm-hmm. Um, you heard it here for the first gang. <laughs> <laughs> Rodan will not take your silly billy dialogue anymore. But yeah, I think that's a really good comic book series, and I think the show, in terms of dealing with the topic, does it as well. But I much prefer the kind of darker tone and case of the week stuff. It's it's a little yeah. It's what people think of when they think of comic book, the TV show. Sure. Yeah. As a kind of disparaging. But you watched all, but you didn't watch all of Daredevil? Nah. Sure. Did you think one looked better than the other? Because you you thought you said Jessica Jones just looked kind of average. I was more interested in how they dealt with that storyline going through than Mm -hmm. I was interested with this Kung Fu guy just kind of Kung Fuing. Sure. (laughs) He was blind, man. (laughs) He was? (laughs) Aziz is doing an episode about it, don't worry. About blindness. No, about we should pay attention to people with disabilities. <laughs> yeah, no, we should. Guys, what about people with disabilities? <laughs> we should be nicer to them. Uh, anything else we hated? Or should we wrap it up? No. Um, did anybody watch Why with Hannibal Burris? Oh, I heard that stunk. Yeah, it? that was. It was. I have a rule of thumb where I'll give a TV show three eps. Like you've You're got a three. Good eps. Guy. You've got three it. eps to impress me. Otherwise, I'm outski. You only um, gave Mulaney one though. Mulaney was very Mulaney obviously not one. worth pursuing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I gave it three eps, and by the end of three eps, I was just like, I can't believe this. I love Hannibal's comedy. Yeah, he's just this show is not, it's not hitting like what he thought it was going to be. You didn't they, get mixed up and watch Hannibal. No, 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 no. no. Like, this is not why is funny? he white and why does he eat people now? Yeah, <laughs> why, is he, why is he eating flying lotus? This sounds really very silly, Billy. Um, <laughs> silly Billy dialogue. That's silly Billy dialogue. I've heard all about. <laughs> No, it was just it just I don't know I don't know where he thought he could kind of pull off a show like that, but it was just none of none of the bits he was doing really came together. They threw like second or third ep, they were like, Oh, Flying Lotus is his DJ now. 
but there wasn't even a rapport between him and Flying Lotus. I it hate just, when there's no rapport. Yeah, you got to have the rapport. Um, what was the what was the rapport in the NRL Grand Final like? Yeah. Were the teams getting along or who is Tic Tac Jones's DJ? Yeah. <laughs> Um, Too many references. Yeah. They, it's if anybody has been listening long enough to have heard the first part of that reference, to have enjoyed the second one. Um, but yeah, I was really just like, damn it. I, was, I had high hopes, Hannibal. I thought you were going to pull this off, but sorry, dude. What, is, what did Lee Tran hate? Oh, I hated True Detective season oh, okay. two. Yeah. I especially hated how fucking sexist it was and how every woman on the show was there to be pregnant or to be the sexy woman who goes to the orgy. Like, that's the only reason why Rachel McAdams is the main character, so she can be You're the damn cop. damn right she is. <laughs> the cop that goes to the sexy orgy party. And then she ends up pregnant at the end as well. It sucked. It sucked so bad. I liked how you said, because I thought it was so sexist, and I said it's the most sexist show I've seen since Entourage. And you're like, <laughs> no, it's the most sexist show since... Season one, True Detective. Yeah, because that's the thing. That's the thing. Like everyone was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe how sexist this season is." Like, like, did you watch season the one? First season was re- really sexist. Yeah, we were just distracted by some like kind of better dialogue and some definitely and that's better acting. Gothic, uh, yeah, setting maybe. I think the difference it's was not see- New York. <laughs> season one, uh, the female characters were just there to have, as Emily N- Nussbaum said in the New Yorker, bouncy racks. And there were such like bit characters. Right. Did you just name a band? <laughs> <laughs> Whereas in season two, they gave them bigger roles, but they were just bigger racks. even smaller, two. Smaller, <laughs> smaller racks, yeah, smaller yeah. racks, bigger <laughs> roles, smaller racks. Next yeah. season, no racks, big roles. I've got to, I've got to thank uh, True Detective season two. Every once in a while, just pops in my head. Never mind. I'm a big never. But that theme song was pretty great. Except oh, yeah, halfway that. through the season, when it changed, and then it was worse than the first half of the season. Oh, they changed like some of the lines, right? Yeah, they threw in like a weird kind of disco strings bit, and they changed the lines and oh, stuff. Wow. And Missy Elliott re- yelled remix. Yeah. It. <laughs> DJ Khaled was all over that shit. <laughs> I blame Flying Lotus. He fucked up every show. Yeah. This year. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, let's let, let's let's call Les, it. What that about was... you? What did you hate? Yeah. I already said I hated Daredevil. Oh, shit, you did too. End of season one. Yeah. Did you say you hated I really hated Transparent. Just I don't kidding. think I hate anything. would be it's funny really... to have... <laughs> Nobody has that opinion. What's that? I, I hated Transparent. I didn't really. Uh, I hated <laughs> the Rock like... of Stedford, those bloody kids. I hated the news. It was too sad. Do you hate a show, Angus? I don't think I know how to hate. No, I know. Wow. I'm like, I only make very educated I'm like, choices. Congratulations, you got a show. It wasn't that good, but your next one might be better. You know, like, they made good it more than you, I have or something. It's a much nicer letter than the ones very that John's sending out. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's like, I thought you were better, Hannibal Buress. No, it's like, shame on me for thinking some things can be better. Like, I should have known what I was signing up for. It's kind of more me that I. No, hate. Really? no, no. You know, I know what your least favorite show of the year is because I forced you to watch it every week. Which one? Ballers. Yeah, no, 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 you know what? I was just thinking about it then and I was just smiling because I had some fun memories. That's literally when I was kind of looking at that space of the wall. Like, I was like, no, maybe the next season will be good. It's like, I can't wait. did look great in that suit. <laughs> like, yeah, no. You've got that life like size that. cut out of Rob Caudry in the corner that you're always, you know. He's always got my back. I get Stockholm Syndrome with everything that I'm watching. Yeah. Like, if I kind of commit to it, I'll like. Every Australian drama, I'm like, okay, the beautiful lie, a beautiful lie. <laughs> All right, I'm on board. Thomas, I don't like you. You don't like me. But maybe this time. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. I want to have something to talk about in the staff yeah. kitchen. I remember you didn't like Mad Men because I like dropped out season two because it was the only show I kept falling asleep during. Uh, and then you came around. Uh, yeah, massive. I know. I fucking hate Mad Men so much. Take that, Matt Roden. <laughs> Man, you dropped that bomb way too late. <laughs> Could have done without a bit earlier. 
I think like trans the David and Matt is the Margaret. <laughs> I've got the earrings on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought we were all dressing up, but no, it's just me. <laughs> I know, no, but Mar- Margaret would totally like Master of None. Oh, it's just fabulous, David. Yeah, 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 she yeah, would. Dave, yeah, yeah. David would like David. it, but he wouldn't love it. He would like the cinematography. Yeah. It's not shaky, which is he, all he cares about. He's talking about Woody Allen and at his peak and stuff. And peeing next to Fellini. Let's leave on that beautiful <laughs> note. <laughs> um, you've been listening to Hey Fam. You can find us at facebook.com slash heyfampodcast. Next week, are we going to do movies before Star Wars comes out? Or should we? Yeah, well. Because otherwise, it'll just be an entire episode no, about let's not Star do that. Wars, which yeah. we are already doing. What should um, we do? We'll probably do video games next week. Though, yeah, maybe. you heard it here first. Um, oh wait, no, wait, no. Maybe we should do movies next week, so, so we, we don't do a Star so we don't do it all Star Wars. We'll see. At some point, we'll do a best of something. You love our show. Um, if you want to uh, <laughs> Ooh, follow you our keep guests, <laughs> uh, if you want to follow our guests online, um, you can find Lee Tran Lam on uh, Twitter and Instagram, and the comments of uh, Hey Fam Facebook page <laughs> at Lee Tran Lam. Can I quickly mention my favorite movies of 2015? Sure. Uh, I guess we're going to cut this out. <laughs> yeah, so, sure. yeah, go for it. <laughs> Mad Max Fury Road. Only if uh, Rodan can dispute why they were good. <laughs> Mad Max, Magic Mike X- XL. So, you only like movies uh, of alliteration and start with M. But Sicario? Sicario? I get it. Oh, she hates <laughs> Mad Men. Oh. <laughs> Sicario, <laughs> and I really loved Fast and Furious number seven. That's four. Isn't You're it? human. So You're only oh, sorry. Human. Yes, that's a bonus. Like, <laughs> Thanks so yeah. much. Um, you can find uh, John Valenzuela on Instagram and Twitter, 16 Tacos. Correct. You want to shout out your favorite movies of the year? Uh, do you want to say anything? Because we're going to cut it out. <laughs> Magic no, Mike Fury Road. Um, <laughs> the only movies I saw this year were like dumb action stuff with my dad. And so, I mean, so uh, all Spectre, was, Spectre was fun. That was decent. Did you love Fast and Furious 7? <sighs> you oh, just, oh, no. I did. No time At the same sighing. time, I'm kind of like, I liked it when there were just, you know, Tough street racers, and now they're like, we're pulling off international heists and driving out of plane. Like, god damn it, just do a street race. I think it's something that kids can look, you know, it's like get kids off the streets type of thing. It's like, yeah. Yeah, stop street racing, go <laughs> yeah. steal this tank midair. It's an <laughs> aspirational narrative. It is, it really is. Uh, Matt Except Roden. when you die. Matt Roden, we can find, uh, we mentioned your Tumblr earlier, which is mattscribbles.tumblr.com. That's that. You can see some drawings, and you can also usually uh, check up an article. He's just drawn this entire episode the ho- during the recording, I just want to say, too, and it's uh, it's very generous. He's just, he's, he's we're just all drawn. playing poker. Yeah. yeah. And we're dogs. And the word wrong has been written a hundred times above Lee Tran Lamb's head. Yeah. Well, she's got this interesting <laughs> horn thing. Like, it's interesting. It's a nice interpretation. Um, where can we find you on uh, Twitter and Instagram? One of them you're not on, right? I don't no. tweet. Um, Instagram, Matthew Rodeo. And geez, Easy. it's a treat. Just get into that feed. <laughs> if you're not following that, then what are you doing? Like, I went fishing last week, took a photo of me doing it. Wait, that's the kind of material doing that's up there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was the best fish you caught in 2015? <laughs> Trout. Yeah, beautiful. Um, Sophie, fish. we can find you, uh, Sophie Brahams on Twitter. That's right, I'm verified, yep. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I want to ask about the that. Sa- the same on, the same on so, Instagram, right? Yeah, oh, only the idiots don't have the same username across both, it's right? True. It's a big social media I, like, no, As soon no. as I see that, I'm like, you do not understand the internet. Yeah, <laughs> Personal brand. Personal yeah, exactly. Get yeah. your personal brand guidelines in order. And no, I don't want to talk about my favorite movies of the year. Best personal brand of 2015. Because um, <laughs> I know you think about this. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't, know. I, I don't think about it. J-Lo? Really? That's all I think about. J-Lo? Really? Law. J-Lo. Amy oh. Schumer. She like kind of won 2015 in a way. She kind of Justin really- Trudeau. Yes, he personal did brand. as well. Worst Especially personal brand in 2015, Mike Baird. Jeffrey Do you reckon? I hate that guy so much. That's hey, interesting. Man. I reckon he's nailing it, but 
Uh, yeah. Yeah, you're just not his audience. Yeah, that's yeah. true. But I keep. Why do I keep seeing it then? <laughs> uh, Chimichangas the is Rock, where you can find brand, the Rock. <laughs> <laughs> you were deep in thought for yeah. a second. There. Becky you were Lucas. really working that Becky one over. <laughs> I was like, who's made me smile more? I'm like, damn it, keeps making me smile. Uh, you can find Thanks. Angus. Toothy grin. He's so good. <laughs> Chimichangas on uh, Twitter and Instagram, and mm. me will be found at Levdog L E V D A W G on Twitter and Instagram. Mm. Thanks so much to all our guests tonight. Uh, You're welcome. Hopefully, yeah, you, hopefully you got you. Some, some great now get things. Get the hell to, out of here. <laughs> hopefully, you found some great things to watch over your Christmas break if you have one. I know I don't. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, thank you so much. Bye bye. Be nice to old people. Oh, yeah.